In his hands, Brother Beeman, I was, hold on, stay right there. Before we take up the offertory, we have, and we've given um, some gifts from the church to these recipients. This is for Baron Mosley, get that to him. And this is for Sister Hicks. Church, say amen. amen. Church, say amen again. Thank you so much. We love you. Are you shouting, huh? So now, praise the Lord, we're going to give Reverend Green his favorite part. Come on, man. Of thine own have we given thee. Amen. Amen. Pastor Gordon. Choir. All right, man. Choir. All right, Doc. We're doing good.
Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. I will trust in you, Lord. You get tired of trying, you got to start trusting. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Our Father and our God, we thank you this morning for what our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. We applaud you, Lord Jesus, for always being there when we need you. Thank you for working out the problems of our lives. Thank you for restoring our strength. Thank you for a new testimony every day as we wave your right arms to you, Lord God. Now hide the preacher behind the cross. Speak to us out of your word. Thank you for the recipients of these faithful rewards. They're feeble down here, but they will mean something up there. Bless them and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Church, say amen. amen. Church, say amen again. Amen. This morning, we are going to preach around the subject, a medicine for our madness. We're in Romans chapter 8. Now, let me thank the choir. They've been going strong three straight weeks. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank God for our tech people in the booth, Brian, Tony, and all the others. Thank God for this day. Praise God. Chapter 8, verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Let me add a part B, verse 28. And we know that all things are working together for the good to them that loved us, love God, and to them who are called according to his purpose. Medicines are prescribed by doctors to counter, curtail, and cure present diseases. These medicines prevent the unknowable, the unseeable from happening. And God metaphorically gives us a spiritual medicine to soothe us in the midst of our madness. I love talking to Christians who will not admit that this life can get mad at times. 
it tells me you have not read the Bible. Paul said, we even despaired of life. We, we were ready to die. Moses was at his end when he kept performing miracles, and the more miracles he performed, the more Israel murmured. Hmm. And, and all through the Bible, everybody that's been associated with God passes through these seasons where they have no answers. Hmm. Joseph had to wait to get the common denominator to his life when he came to the point where he could face his no-good brothers, those who threw him in a ditch, lied, on the, lied to the father of Jacob that he was dead. And Joseph was given some revelation from God to say to his brothers, you meant it for evil. But God allowed it for good. And, and I, don't really, I don't really think we can logically accept or assume why God does what he does. His, God is full of wisdom, perfect. God, God is, his ways are past finding out. Even, even Job had to get to the last chapter to say, Lord, have mercy. I had heard of you with the hearing of my ear, but now I've seen you. Mm. This medicine, the life of the believer in Jesus Christ, must go through suffering, Peter tells us, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold trials, that the trying of your faith will work out perseverance, James says, and but rejoice because at the end God's got a surprise for you. That 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 as we look at we look at this matter of the life of the believer, we see a life of grace and a life of growth, grit, and life of glory. And 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 it's here uh, that we, we we begin to see some some vintage Paul, I, I love Paul. Pauline epistles, some of the most powerful epistles, because Paul was the deepest theologian out of all the writers in the New Testament. Paul, Paul was a Pharisee, meaning he was a lawyer, and not only was he a lawyer, but he went to the University of Jerusalem and sat under Gamaliel, and Gamaliel and Joseph. Uh, I mean, Gamaliel and Nicodemus was the two heaviest profs in the college. And, and, and so, so when you look at the Pauline epistles, you start to see uh, logical things coming together that we had no idea about. And so Paul tells us in this great treatise of the book of Romans that uh, the theme is the righteousness of God is seen in Jesus Christ, that there's only one way to get right with God. Not, 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 not what you do, but who you believe. Can I get away? And salvation is by grace, love we don't deserve. Can I get away? Through faith, that faith is not yours, gift for godless and man should boast. 
But that's salvation. But then sanctification is through growth, guidance, amen, and some grit. Yeah, it's, it's a process that we have to fight, amen, to be pure. Can I get a witness? And, and then he deals with service, which is our gratitude back to God as God burdens us down with what he wants us to do. And so Paul's laying out uh, in the book of Romans, it's interesting, the whole structure and strategy and struggle of the believer. When you look at the Romans road, when you look at, amen, this thing of uh, salvation, which leads to sanctification, which is predicated on justification, just as if I never sinned, being declared righteous. And then, and then, and then Paul finally gets to chapter 8, which... Amen is a supernatural freedom that God gives to the believer, and it's, and it's here, is here that, that Paul begins, listen, to answer that age-old question. Uh, one of the greatest fears of the believer is how do we be victorious when there is an obligation in me to this flesh nature? I'm preaching already. How, how do I stop what I love and leave what makes me feel good? Can I get a witness? Paul, 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 Paul doesn't assume that this stuff just happens by osmosis. Paul begins to lay out a curriculum, if you will, amen, in Romans chapter uh, 8. And, and Romans chapter 8 says, there is therefore right now no condemnation, uh, yeah, yeah, katakrima in the Greek, no judgment to those who are in preposition Christ Jesus. None. You couldn't put me in hell if you wanted to. Can I get a witness? God, God, God couldn't send me to hell. Can I get a witness? And the reason being is because, uh, amen, I have met Amen. The grounds of God's word. Can I get a witness? That whosoever believeth in him, in him, in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Can I get a witness? So we are saved by grace through faith. That faith is not yours. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's a gift of God. Unless any man should boast. Amen. And then, and then, and then Paul homes in on... Um, six principles that these six laws in Romans help us to define deliverance. The law of Moses, which condemns, chapter 3, verse 19, you can't get to heaven by keeping the law of Moses, you'll never keep it. The law was never given for you to obey it. The law was given for you to get frustrated by it and look for another helper. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, we needed somebody that could perfectly keep the law and then speak on our behalf. I'm preaching already up in this place. So the law of Moses condemns. The law as a principle gives us counsel. The law of faith cleanses. The law of the mind brings us into conflict. The law of the flesh classes and crashes. And then in chapter 8 verse 2, there is the law of the spirit which negates all the other laws. Because I'm saved. I don't have to meet them laws. Because I'm born again, blood washed, name in the Lamb's book of life. I don't have to worry about these other principles. 
the overriding principle here is that I'm saved. And because I'm saved, I'm secure. Because I'm saved, I'm in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because I'm saved, I'm already glorified. And I ain't even dead yet. I'm already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can I get a witness? I'm going to be born twice, but I'm only going to die once. Do I have a witness up in here? Uh, can, can I get a witness? So what Paul does in Romans 8 is he deals with three predictable groans. And this word groan is stenazio in the Greek, to grieve. To grieve. Sustenazio is to grieve together. Now, 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 now listen to this analogy. When Jesus approached Bethany and went to Lazarus' tomb after delaying four days, he groaned in his spirit. Well, why did he groan when he knew he was going to raise him up? That's why he groaned. Lazarus had already gone to the other side. God does not want to bring you back from the other side here. Can I get a witness? I know you miss your mother, your father, your grandmother, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins. I know you miss them. They wouldn't come back here if they could. Because one glimpse at Jesus. Just one glimpse of glory. They'll have nothing to do with earth again. Here's, 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 here. That... We see the groan of creation. Mm. I want to read verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And in the Greek, that should be a period. Interpreters added verse 4 onto this because that makes it a work system. I'm not condemned because I'm in Christ, period. Doesn't matter how I walk, doesn't matter what I have to say, doesn't matter what I do. As long as I'm in Christ, I'm not condemned. Are y'all getting this? And, 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 and so I too have the same question that amen was implied to Paul. How can I live a life without defeat? in this old nature. No, 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 I know, I know, I know some of y'all, some of y'all religious church folk. You ain't transparent because you ain't truthful. God can't get the glory because you won't tell the whole story. How, how can I walk in freedom, amen, when my flesh loves fornication? How can I walk in freedom when I got my own agenda? How, how can I walk in freedom when I have habits and hindrances that, and hurts that keep popping up in my life? Paul, Paul, Paul says, I can tell you how. First of all, there's a groan of creation. Lord, have mercy. And I want you to 
I want, I, want you to, I want you to see this, verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared. But look at verse 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity. The key word here is vanity, which means an emptiness, a depletion, amen, that when God created everything, he said it was good. Now, I don't want to get too far into the Hebrew, but... You don't have to believe in the gap and restoration theory of Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2 that Satan fell, Lucifer fell from heaven between verse 1 and 2. You don't have to believe that, but you got to get him down out of heaven before chapter 3 when he became Satan. I don't believe in the gap and restoration. Well, where did he come down? He came down somewhere. God in the beginning, Barah, created, ex nihilo, called into existence something out of nothing. Verse 1 of Genesis 1, and the earth. Notice it doesn't say, and Saturn and Pluto, the sun, the moon, and the star. It said, and earth became void. Empty, tohu bohu in the Hebrew. Wreck and ruin, topsy-turvy, and then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. Yeah. Uh, you got to go to Isaiah 45. Isaiah begins to tell you that when God makes something, when God creates something, it's never darkness. It's never disorder. It's never chaotic. God does not make chaotic stuff. God makes structured order. Do I have a witness? And, and, and the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says that God called it good, perfect, productive, profitable. And now Paul says that the universe has been damaged, destroyed, devastating. And by the way, this refutes the law of evolution. First and second law of thermodynamics and physics will refute the law of evolution. Why? Because the law of thermodynamics says there's a clock ticking. Everything's getting old. Yeah. Keep wearing your shoes. They're getting old. Amen. We're getting old. Cars getting old. House is getting old. Can I get there? There's a wearing away of things. That's the first, second law of dynamics. Evolution is saying there's no wearing away. Everything's getting better and better. Something's wrong. That when we look at this planet and you look at the protons, electrons, neutrons, matter, energy, molecules, atoms, that God used energy, magnetic forces that God used to create the universe. Something is starting to go wrong. The waters are polluted. The rivers are messed up. I was saying this morning, back in the 50s, and I was a little bit back in the 50s, and even in the 60s, my, my dad, bless his heart, used to take us up to Fairmount Park. Now, this is before y'all time. At Fairmount Park, there was a long line of people with pots because there was a Wissahickon Creek of pure water, and everybody filled their stuff up with pure water. It was better than Schuylkill Punch. But do I have a witness? Yeah, leave that one alone. You couldn't get me today to drink out of Fairmount Park. Some, something is radically wrong. And there is 
the pollution factor, all these storms. Look, look how many hurricanes we've had in two weeks. That is not by accident. There's a warming trend which begins at the bottom of the ocean and it comes up and starts disturbing the atmospheric conditions. You had Herma, you had Irma, you had what else? Uh, in fact, if you were a Hellraiser, raise your hand and tell me your name and we'll make you a hurricane. We, 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 we had all that stuff going on in two weeks. Why? Because something is happening to creation. The animals and the trees are even confused. Seasons are overlapping. They're telling you, uh, uh, cover up your plants, they'll get ice on them. I never heard that in the 50s. I never stepped outside and seen seasons overlapping. 80 degrees in December. Boy, this thing is tight. That, that Paul, Paul, Paul is saying uh, about creation, he says the creature was made subject to vanity, verse 20, uh, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage. When Jesus comes back to set up his earthly messianic kingdom, he's going to renovate the earth. But Revelation 21, he's going to burn it up and bring a, a new heaven and a new earth. Look at verse 22. For we know that the whole creation is groaning in travail. The word travail has to do with a pregnant woman. A woman who's pregnant, three trimesters. She's not, when she gets nine months and she's about to birth the baby, there's pain. But once the baby is born, there's no more pain. When Jesus shows up, no more pain. My God. Look what he says. Ah, for we know that the whole creation, puzzling to us, isn't it? Bats eat insects. Prey and manis eat insects. Sharks keep a balance in the ocean. Bees eat nectar and make honey. Seasons have become confused. There's something going on in creation. That is wearing away Lord have mercy for we know that the whole creation is groaning is groaning to be delivered my God mm. Mm. when you live in a city where there's nothing but coal industry and pollution it's wearing away. We're buying more bottled water now than ever before. Wearing away. Wearing away. Substitute milk. Everything is synthetic. Substitutes. There's a wearing away. My God. That is, the creation is groaning. Mm. But secondly, verse 23 to 25, we see the groaning of not only creation, but Christians. They have vision and vitality. They, they have problematic situations. Look at, and not only they, but ourselves also. 
We groan. When do we groan? I'm glad you asked. We groan in this flesh. We groan with worry. We groan with the invisible things nobody knows about. We, we groan with our children. We groan in our marriages. We groan with our money. We groan, we groan, we groan. Every morning I get up, I got to take pills. I ain't never took no pills. I, ain't no, I, I wasn't no drug addict. I never took no pills. Why? Everything is ticking. Are y'all getting this? We as believers find ourselves groaning mm. with our fights, our fears, our fractures, our fickleness. We're groaning, we're groaning, we're groaning, we're groaning. People in church, people who love the Lord are groaning. Well, you know, I prayed about this, but I didn't get an answer. I, I've been waiting on the Lord, but nothing's happening. I, I, we're groaning. And if you're honest, you have grown. And the reason you're groaning is because you don't understand what's going on. You're groaning because you won't, amen, look to the hills from whence cometh your help. You're groaning because you're not trusting, you're trying. You're, not, you're, you're, you're groaning because the very God we keep talking about is not personable to you. We're groaning. We're groaning. And so Paul... Look what he does. He says, uh, um, we have the first fruits of the Spirit, not your Spirit, the Holy Spirit, down payment of the Holy Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. We're waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. And there's, there's three things, Paul. You know, in John 16, Jesus said, it's expedient I go away. If I don't go away, uh, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, will not come to you. Amen. And, and that's why Jesus got out of here so that he could send the Spirit. God the Father sent the Son. The Son went, died and then sent the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will make us aware, amen, of truth. He will guide us. He will teach us. He will direct us. He will bring us peace. He's the paraclete. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and he's the spirit of truth. And in John 17, Jesus prayed for the church, their protection and their provisions, their promotion. Father, make them as we are one. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so the reason we groan is because this building, this tent is starting to tear down. Do I have a witness? The word, the word, the word, the word, your body is a tent. That's a, that's a temporary dwelling place. In fact, the word departure in 2 Timothy 4, when Paul said the time of my departure has come, the word departure has three meanings. One is to take down a tent. So when you're on your deathbed, you're starting to take down your tent because you're going to a building. Can I get a witness? Or, or, or it's, it's to let a bird out of its cage and fly free. Or it's to loose a ship from the docks and let it float. That is, Lord have mercy, when this earthly house dissolves. We have another building. Eternal in the heavens. Can I get a witness? Our life down here is only transitory. Our life down here is, 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 is not permanent. It's a transition. Can I get a witness? Uh, that, 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 that building of worship, that body of wounds. 
We're wounded. Not only with our history, but with our hurts. We're wounded. We get our feelings hurt. We, we get crushed. Yeah. People don't do us right. We're wounded. Paul, Paul, Paul is saying, we too groan within ourselves. Now, notice within. We don't get testimonies we groan, do, groaning, do we? No. This is a secret groaning within ourselves. My God. When my kids are going through some uncertainty, I find myself groaning. And the Lord meets me the same way. And he says, I took you through then. Somebody was praying for you. Had, had me on their mind and, oh Lord, y'all going to make me do this thing. And took the time to pray for me. And I'm, I'm so glad they prayed. Grandmother, mother, somebody was praying when I was out there in the streets drinking and getting high and fornicating and running from party to party and, and, and bar to bar and club to club. Somebody was up at night just, Lord, praying! And God honored their prayers. God didn't promise him he was going to do it the next night. God didn't promise him he was going to do it the next year. They just prayed and left it in his hands. And God's sovereignty said, guess what? I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it when I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it how I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it because the effectual, fervent, Prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You pray and nothing happened, keep on praying. Can I get a witness? You pray and nothing happened, keep on praying. I dare you to keep on praying. Just keep on praying. And then if you get real spiritually crazy, I dare you to praise him before you see it. I dare you to start praising him for what he hasn't done to call things that be not as though it already was. I dare you, I dare you, I double dare you. I double dare you. I double, I triple dare you. Take your eyes off your kids. Take your, take your eyes off your money. Take your eyes off your health and look to the hills. And say, Lord, I'm talking to you and you alone. I'm, I'm going to make this thing in my prayer come to fruition. I'm going to call things that be not as though it already was. And when you start praying like that, you don't keep petitioning God. You start thanking him. Thank you for the outcome. Thank you for the deliverance. Thank God for the change. Anywhere there, anywhere there, he's worthy. We groan. We groan. I said we groan. And we need a medicine in the madness. We groan. 
We wonder why the test when we try to do our best. But we'll understand it better by and by. We keep groaning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You weren't here Wednesday, but let me tell you what I said to Wednesday at core. See, when we are vulnerable, Satan pulls up. And he starts whispering stuff in your ear. And because we are not persuaded, Satan can get our attention. And he keeps driving stuff home. Do I have a witness? My dad was my best friend in my life. When my dad died, listen to me, when my dad died, do anything in the world for me. When my dad died, he was a, good, he was a great man. He was a godly man. He was a good man. When, my, when, I, when he died, I didn't even grieve at first. I was just trying to accept. And, and I was reading the Bible, and the Bible says, if your earthly fathers know how to give you good gifts, how much more your heavenly. If you ask your earthly father for a nickel, won't he give you a nickel? I, I, I was reading all these scriptures comparing God to the earthly. So Satan pulled up knowing how crushed I was. And he said, uh, I know you're not going to agree with me, but uh, see, Satan gives us just enough truth to pull us in to listen to him. He doesn't come with all lies. Turn to your neighbor and say, all lies are not from Satan. He's going to give you some truth. Can I get a witness? What did he say to Eve? He said, Eve, uh, did God say in the day that you eat? Uh, here's what God didn't tell you. In the day that you eat, he said, your eyes will be open. That was truth. Uh, but what he lied about, he said, and you'll be just like God. That was a lie. Can I get a witness? So child of God, Satan was in my ear saying, uh-uh, no, no, no. Your dad, all your life, whatever you ask him, he was there to do. Whatever you ask your dad, he was there to graciously do, quietly do. He would bless you, da-da-da-da. My whole basement of my house was uh, remodeled by my dad alone. He dropped the ceiling, did the paneling, did everything. He said, your dad loved you. You pray to God, God won't even answer your prayers. God takes his time getting there. God, da-da-da-da. And he was playing this. And, and yes, theologically, I know the difference, Pooh. But see, I was, I was vulnerable. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, when you're vulnerable, it'll make you listen. Can I get a witness? And child of God, child of God, child of God, here I am, caught between my theology and my feelings. Caught, caught, messed up. And, and, and I kept saying, wait a minute, but every time I went to my dad, my dad was dependable, but every time I come to you, I don't hear stuff, I don't hear no answer, I don't hear this, and God whispered in my ear, who do you think gave you your dad? Who do you think gave you your mom? Who do you think ordered your steps? Who do you think brought comfort to you? Can I get a witness? And child of God, you need to understand, we groan. We groan. We groan. We groan. How am I going to stick out in a marriage when I like looking at women? Don't get quiet up in here. How, how am I going to hang in there sexually 
when I love sex. Uh, can I get a witness? You, you, listen, listen, you ain't got to say amen. I already know what's on the tip of your tongue. The reason you can't go where I'm going because you ain't persuaded. See, I'm persuaded. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know who it was that yanked me out of hell with smoke still in my garment. I know he put me on the street called straight. Can I get a witness? I know what the Lord has done for me. I know the Lord has given me power over pollution. I know the Lord is able. I know that weeping may endure for night, but I'm, I'm, I'm but, but joy will come in the morning. I, I know in whom I believed, and I know He's able. Is He able? He's able to keep you. from falling we groan we groan thank you Jesus I said we groan waiting for the adoption saved by hope do I have a witness uh, child of God we groan creation is groaning Christians are groaning now finally the comforter is groaning uh, look at verse 26, likewise, now, now don't go any further. Contextual integrity says the word likewise means I'm not changing the context of the meaning. I'm just moving to a different example. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, also helpeth, parakletos, our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we all mm, mm, mm. Lord I need you to bring my children in church no they don't need to be brought they need to be broken you praying the wrong thing I'm preaching up in this place now can I yeah they, yeah, they, they don't need no high paying job they need humility they, they need to see truth. Uh, do I have a witness? Y'all get quiet all you want. I'm, I'm looking at the screen. I got my clock right here. But look at this. We don't even know what to pray for. As we ought. So the Holy Ghost brings about the painkillers of God's promises uh, to promote our peace. So the first thing he does is he prays. Likewise, the Spirit, we don't know what to pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession. Think of the word intercession not as somebody just praying on your behalf, but somebody praying in the right language to be heard. Oh, y'all going to get this one. Y'all going to get this one. Y'all going to get this one in a heartbeat. Look at this. Ah, he's making intercession with groanings. Deep, ah, deep grief, which cannot be uttered. Now, 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 I'm going to make some enemies up in here. The word uttered in the Greek means logos. 
He's praying through scripture for your account. This, this is not tongues. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Say, say you got in the parking lot of Honda. This ain't Mahanda, Mahanda, Mahanda. Mahanda, Mahanda, Mahanda. Your Honda battery won't work. Mahanda, Mahanda, Mahanda. No, this is the Holy Spirit. Logos praying in the language that God hears and accepts. Oh, man, man, man. Listen! With utterings. You cannot. Uh, and he that searcheth the hearts, verse 27, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Now, 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 now this, this language is so deep. The Holy Spirit is saying, the reason I need to pray for you is because I'm God. God is praying to God about God's promises. So what better interpreter that you need praying on your behalf than me? You don't need Mother Teresa, you don't need Pastor Gordon, you don't, you don't need the bishop from, 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 from Atlantic City. You, you need somebody that can get a prayer through. You, you need somebody that can ex nihilo that when the word goes forth is coming to pass. Do I have a witness? You need somebody that's perfect and their prayers will be paid attention to. Can I get a witness? And, and he's talking about, I will bring about the right petitions. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Here, here's why you can't pray and I can. You don't know what the will of God is. God knows the will of God. God's praying for the will of God. God's going to pray for the will of God. <sighs> People come up to me in South Philly. Man, I grew up in South Philly. People come to me and say, how you become a pastor, man? I still don't have an answer. I'm serious. I don't have an answer. I mean, yeah, it was Jesus, but I don't have no answer. Now, out of the same lump, these are boys I got high with, went to clubs with, went to bars with, and God took a piece of clay, took me out of the lump, and made me, shape me, and mold me Lord have mercy. You know what the greatest compliment I got from them boys in South Philly? You know what they said to me? I, I drove up and got out of the car to a funeral. They was all in the corner. They said, hey, Rain, what? Some call me Reese. You one of us, man. That was the greatest compliment I had in the world. Because they knew from whence I came. St. Matthews don't know from whence I came. You think you do. You understand what I'm trying to say? If God showed all my stuff on that screen, I'd run out of this church. And you run behind me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's some things in the closet. I don't want to come out. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking about a closet testimony. That said, if anybody finds this out, I'm dying. That's a closet testimony. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. He prays, he petitions, he processes, 
Uh, he promotes. And he gives you a perspective. You cannot interpret Romans 8.28 without the praying, petitioning ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we know that all things, I'm coming in for a landing, are working. It didn't say all things has work. President Potter said all things are being worked together for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to his purpose. God says everything I allowed in your life, everything good or bad, up or down, in and out, negative, positive, everything is part of this weaving. I'm working everything out for your good and my glory. When I get finished, I'm going to get glory out of your life. When I get finished, you're going to get good out of this life. I'm weaving this stuff together and we know that all things, Sister Hicks, are being worked together for the God. That's your victory, boy. Your victory is you did nothing. I did all the praying. You did nothing. I did all the yeah, petitioning. You did nothing. I did all the putting together. But you're going to benefit from the good. Can I get a witness? That's why Paul says it is good <laughs> that we've been here. Can I get it? It's good that the Lord has chastened me. Uh, Psalm 119, it's good that the Lord has afflicted me. It's, it's good that the Lord has hurt me. He's hurt me to help me. He's put me down to bring me up. He's, can I get a witness? Uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning in the Lord good. You can't judge him till you get to the end. You can't make a part-time decision on God. You got to wait to see what the end will be. You got to know that you know that you know that you know that God knows what he's doing. God is working this thing out. Uh, God is giving you wisdom. Uh, can I get a witness? And when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. Can I get a witness? Uh, the Lord is my light and the Lord is my shepherd and the Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge and strength. He's a medicine in the midst of my madness. Every time I get in trouble, a tow truck pulls up. It's called Holy Ghost Trucking. He pulls me up. Um, he takes me out. Um, he fixes me up. Um, can I get a witness? He's able. I said he's able. He's able. What is he able to do? To do far, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. To the only wise God, our Savior. So here's what the Lord says to you this morning. Move out the way. Satan, take your best shot. Satan, take your best shot. And when Satan takes his best shot, God says, I got the last say-so. Won't the Lord bring you out? Won't the Lord make you shout? Won't the Lord put running in your feet? Won't the Lord put clapping in your hands? Won't the Lord put joy, 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 joy in your soul? He's worthy, worthy, worthy a medicine in my madness nobody but Jesus 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it wasn't for you, I'd be in hell burning this morning. If it wasn't for you, I'd be on the side of the road with a needle stuck in my arm. If it wasn't for you, I'd have a bullet in my head. If it wasn't for you, I'd be in jail. If it wasn't for you, 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 he's worthy. Stand on your feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ this morning, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands. Once you give your life to Christ, you'll never go to hell. Or perhaps you want to join our church in your Christmas experience, raise your hand. Everybody with their hand up. Come on up front. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's do this. 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 I'm coming to meet you. Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. That's right, baby. Come on. We had one this morning. We had one this morning. Thank you. Right here, baby. There another. I dare you to trust him. Right here, baby. Turn around. Is there another? Come on. That's it. Come on, brother. Come on. Is there another? Is there another? I dare you to step out. Step out. Come on, baby. Come on. Glad to have Hello. How are you? Hello. Step on out. Come on. This is the day of salvation. Admit, believe, and confess. Ask him to come on in. The Lord is worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Is there another? We're going to wait for you. Come on down. Come on. My life didn't get straightened out till I gave my life to Christ. And then it took some time. Come on. Is there another? Is there another? Bless his name. Come on down. Praise Jesus. Thank you for coming. As you follow the ministers in the back, please. Thank you so much. Lord bless you. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Father, prepare our hearts for this major transition to our communion. Forgive us of our sins. Sanctify us. And we praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, real quick, Paul gives us an extension. Amen. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, said, Take heed, this is my body broken for you.